Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for hanging out. Live from Las Vegas. I'm not sure I'm proud of myself or disappointed with myself how rested I am. Doing a morning radio show from Las Vegas. There was a time when I would be sweating booze. But that time is behind me. Now it's time to talk to Tom Haberstroh, our buddy, NBA guru over at Meadowlark, host of a great podcast, talented dude on Twitter at Tom Haberstroh. Would be probably more fun than I am in most places these days. Hello, Mr. Haberstroh. Tom, are you impressed that I'm not hungover and I'm very rested? Or or is it a sad state of affairs that I got up at like 4.30 in the morning, West Coast time, chipper as can be in Las Vegas? I'm, I'm not buying it, Bill. I, I see right through <laughs> your lies. <laughs> I did have a nice dinner last night. Um, all right, so I am, um, I'm not usually, I'm going to be honest, Tom, I'm not usually super excited about Summer League. I don't usually look forward to watching whatever players out there for 19 minutes. I'm pumped about watching Webb and Yama for however much time we get to see him tonight in his summer league, summer league de- debut for, for the Spurs. I, I know we, there's a long ways to go in terms of evaluating him, looking at him, but what you know, what you think, how much of the hype around this dude is, is legitimate? Oh, it's legitimate. And then some, uh, we haven't seen anything like this guy in NBA history. You can point to maybe Chris Zapp's Porzingis as the closest comp or just uh, six inches taller than Kevin Durant. But we, we haven't had this sort of hype. Um, and I think it's legitimate, uh, credible hype. And we haven't seen this guy really play in, you know, a NBA type atmosphere. Um, we saw Zion Williamson star at Duke, right? He became a national sensation at Duke. And that's the closest thing I can come up with in recent years where the anticipation of seeing this guy in Vegas at summer league is just, you can feel it. Um, so Victor Wembanyama is, is something of a unicorn of unicorns because yeah, he's seven, four, but I don't think the Spurs view him as a center. And that's, what's really interesting about summer league and beyond is how they're going to deploy this guy. Um, because he is kind of this Swiss Army knife. He can handle, he can block shots, he can shoot threes, uh, he can post up, he can rebound, he can do just about everything you want on a basketball court. And in their press release about signing the guy, they announced that he's a forward. They didn't say that he's a forward center or that he's a center. Um, That's not a mistake. I think the San Antonio Spurs view him as more of a Kevin Durant type than, say, uh, a Nikola Jokic type, a guy who's just able to do so many things out of the post and be the center. It reminds me a little bit, Bill, of when Anthony Davis joined the Pelicans 
Um, and New Orleans front office always paired him with a center, I mean, a Mayor Ashik, an Alexis Ajinsa, um, basically making sure that Alex, uh, that, sorry, uh, Anthony Davis wasn't going to be beat up at the five position. I think that's what the Spurs are viewing Victor Wembanyama here now is they want him to be more um, of a facilitator type guy on the perimeter and doesn't have to bang down low with real men down there, seven footers. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, he's, he's, got, he's the full package on and off the court. The whole Britney Spears thing is just so bizarre. It, it it's so like weird. Mad Libs. It doesn't it feel like a yeah, mad list? It does. Like, it, like I, I couldn't believe the headline when it came across TMZ Sports. And, uh, you know, it's almost like, welcome to the NBA, Victor Wembenyama. This is what life in America is like, that you could be walking around outside of a restaurant and then um, have this incident re- involving one of the biggest pop stars um, of our lifetime. Um, and it's just, it's so bizarre, but I do think that Victor Wembanyama is the real deal. He is worth the price of admission. He is um, the next great star, and I think what you're seeing in interviews and press conferences and just his his aura about him, this is the guy that Adam Silver has been dreaming about since at LeBron James and Stephen Curry stopped winning titles every year. I think they needed a Victor Wembanyama, and here he is, ready to debut on on this state on the big stage of Vegas Summer League tonight in in Vegas. It's going to be sensational. Tom Haversho, let me ask you a random question that will lead into a basketball question, and I don't know this about you. How big of a soccer fan or not are you? I'm not a huge soccer fan, although I am watching this third season of Ted Lasso right now. Got it. All right, so I've become obsessed with soccer in the last three years, totally flipped. So I understand the concept in a way that I didn't three years ago of of an in-season tournament in theory and what it means to a totally different audience. And I understand, at least in principle, the framework of what Adam Silver and the NBA wants to build toward with this in-season tournament, uh, the details of which some of which have been leaked and more of which we will get later later today. Uh, So based on what we know, for you... Do you have an excitement level? Are you interested? Are you optimistic about this NBA in-season tournament that will begin here this upcoming season? I'm actually bullish on it. I think the alternative is just dregs of regular season games that people don't seem to care about. And while I think that there are ways that this can be underwhelming and that players might not care about it, and, and what exactly is the, the goal here in terms of like for the players, what is the goal? Um, do they care about it? I get those concerns, but to me, I don't think that the uh, I don't think perfection should be the enemy of progress. I think this is a really good way for the NBA to try to draw attention to the regular season. We've seen the the audience numbers, the ratings, regular season. People have been tuning it out. Uh, the All Star Game numbers. Uh, people don't seem to be responding to the in-season tent poles of years past. And I think what we saw with the play-in tournament is a solid proxy for what we might see with the in-season tournament, although I will point out that there's a very big difference between the play-in tournament and playing for your postseason life, and the in-season tournament seems to be playing for money and or some sort of uh, generic trophy. Um, Those are two different things, but I applaud Adam Silver and the NBA 
for trying to juice up the regular season. Um, my instincts is shorten the regular season to 58 games um, and slice off 25 games and make every game matter. In that way, you don't even need an in-season tournament if every game matters and you have appointment viewing on certain days of the week. You, you watch NBA Tuesday, Fridays, and Sundays, and that's it. Um, and teams, you don't have to worry about DNP rest. You don't have to worry about load management and all that stuff. I think the in-season tournament is a nice way to try to get viewers to care about the regular season. Do I think it's perfect? No. But I, I applaud their efforts. I think this is a good idea in theory, and we'll see if they can execute. Uh, Tom Haberstroh from Metal Arc here on the show. I am Bill Ryder. Happy Friday. This is CBS Sports Radio. Tom, you and I met covering LeBron James in the Miami Heat. You obviously spent some time down in Miami. You know people in that organization. We are all now waiting with bated breath to see whether or not Damian Lillard can force his way specifically to Miami. And in connection with that, how much and to what degree Joe Cronin is serious about trying to get the best deal out there regardless of of the destination. Best guess, reported or otherwise, what do you think the likelihood is that that Dame is a, a member of the Heat this upcoming season? I think it's almost 100%. Um, I really do. I think it's essentially um, fait accompli. I think we're, we're already at that point where we're seeing the propaganda in the media about, hey, uh, they don't have to trade them to Miami. Um, and what you're seeing uh, really is that, that that ignores the power of agents. It ignores the power of superstars and their ability to – control the situation. Damian Lillard doesn't have a no trade clause, but he might as well have because he is a guy who has four more years left on his contract at 33 years old. And he knows that no one's going to trade for it, that asset unless they really believe that they're going to get the most out of that guy, that he wants to report and be happy and that he's going to contend for a title. And how many teams are willing to make that gamble when he's made it very clear He wants to go to the Miami Heat. So I think by doing that, by making that message clear to the marketplace, it is suppressing all the other offers, and it is creating a marketplace in which the Miami Heat most likely will have the best offer because teams are going to be reluctant to throw extra first-round picks or throw that extra young player in the deal for a guy who might be a disgruntled disgruntled superstar, that if he makes another trade demand when he arrives at the doorsteps of your franchise, doesn't that make you look real bad? You know, like when you are acquiring the star player and trying to legitimize your franchise and say we are going to be a championship contender, and that, that guy actually says, nah, I'm out, that makes you look like you got egg on your face, Right. I think franchises understand that this is a done deal, essentially, and that he wants to go to Miami. Uh, I don't see uh, a dark horse team here. I think he's going to end up on the Miami Heat, and I think the Blazers are going to end up with a nice deal here. Um, while, while I know that they are not so big on Tyler Hero adding to their core of Shade and Sharp and uh, Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson. That is a nice core, right isn't now, it? That's a nice, that's a nice trio you just described. Yeah, and then Tyler Hero is the best of all of them. So you, he's 23 years old, and he's had playoff experience before, so you know that what he does translates to the biggest stage. So I actually think that Tyler Hero should be 
um, someone that they're interested in. But, of course, this is a game of leverage. It's a game of propaganda. It's a game of trying to control the narrative and try to control the situation. I think Aaron Goodwin, Damian Lillard's agent, has done an excellent job right now of trying to take care of his client. And I think, yeah, people are going to be upset about him making a trade demand after um, saying he wasn't going to go down this path or hinting that he wasn't going to go down this path. But the Blazers have not reciprocated Damian Lillard's desires to win a championship. This is a rebuild. Damian Lillard doesn't want to be a part of it, and I totally get it, and I don't think he should be immune from criticism, but I do think that we should be consistent here and recognize that KD, LeBron James, James Harden, uh, you name it, they've all done this move, and I think it's way past time for Damian Lillard to do it too. Tom Habershaw, last one for you. From the perspective of, of other NBA teams, not James Harden, and I'm sure James Harden will have the same sort of leverage and ability to uh, to scare prospective buyers, trade partners, with the, with the possibility he'd be disgruntled. But putting that aside, how many teams do you think legitimately could be improved, could be vastly improved, if you believe that's possible, by bringing in James Harden? I think at this stage he might be a great floor raiser in the same way that Russell Westbrook has been in years past. I don't think that he's a ceiling raiser. Um, what I mean by that is in the playoffs, time and time again, we've seen him gas out or, or not perform up to his levels. Um, and I think his body at this stage and his mentality at this stage, I just think he's an 82-game player, um, not a 16-game player. The, you know, 16 games being the 16 wins you need to win a championship. Um, and so at this point, at this stage of his career, I don't know that he is um, – you can count on him on a championship contender to lift your, your ceiling all that high. His health concerns, uh, his conditioning concerns, nightlife concerns, all that, um, I, I just don't think he's as dependable as he used to be. Uh, but in the regular season, I think he can get you a few wins, uh, can help you make a playoff appearance. But to me, uh, I just have a lot of questions about, you know, his mercenary role the last few years of going from Houston to Brooklyn to Philly and not being quite happy at either of those spots. I just have a real question about what his desires are at this stage, um, whether it's about winning a title or whether it's just about, you know, living that life and, and making that money. We'll see what happens. He is Tom Haberstroh on Twitter at, you guessed it, Tom Haberstroh, the Basketball Illuminati podcast, a part of Meadowlark Media and a friend of this show and an all-around good guy. Uh, Mr. Haberstroh, appreciate you, buddy. Have a great summer whenever we get these these damn trades finished. And thanks, as always, for, for making time. Say hi to Victor for me. You got it, buddy. I'll say, I'll say hi to Victor and, and uh, Brittany for you. I'll do a double, a double hello. Oops. Brittany did it again. Oh, Tom. This is this is love, but like a little bit of a fail. You should have come back with a little Brittany music today. Oops. Do you want to sing Oops, I did it again? That's Oops, a great song. I did it again. I don't know the no lyrics fail. to that one. No fail. You are a success story. That is my affirmation, the language of love, or whatever the hell we were talking about earlier. Let's do buy or sell with the musician himself, Tom DeCelestino, next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When he's right, he's right. Webby mania? Is that where we're going with? I think it's Wemby Mania. That makes Did you say Webby? Sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's okay. You're listening to Writer Than You with Bill Ryder. Welcome back into the show. You're just thinking about the new Spider-Man movie that I want to see with my son. Wemby. Across the Spider-Verse. Wemby. But Webby would be Spider-Man. Hey, I won my little dude a Spider-Man stuffed animal at the boardwalk at the shore this weekend. Talk, talk to me. Talk he to me, Goose. What I'm um, very excited about. He's all about Spider-Man. What game did you did you rock? Uh, knocking down the clowns. You know, you got to throw basically a baseball at the clowns' faces to to knock them down. Man, you you thrive at a game creating human misery for some <laughs> poor sob who has to be a clown for kids. I love that. How many throws? Um, you got to knock down. You get four throws, and you got to knock down three to win. Like actual people. No, no, just like their faces. Just it's, it's almost like. Oh, I thought it was a dunk tank. I'm no, sorry. No, no, like almost like the I, you know, similar to like the the milk jug game. You got to knock down milk do jugs. You, do you read the New Yorker or the Atlantic? Or I mean, any come these? on, I, you, know, you know who you're talking. I'm just about. asking. There's an interest. I can't remember where I read it, but there was an interesting like think piece on people doing cutsies these days. People just like getting out of dodge or work early. Right, the cutsies, right. They yeah, I hear that's it. popular. The cutsies. It is. It's very popular. Um, I gotta go to I gotta go to lunch today. I gotta go to a lunch here in Vegas with a with a, a scout before so the game is at six thirty tonight, my time for Wembenyama, which I'm gonna write off of. It's very casual. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do a lunch at one forty five. This scout likes to have a couple drinks. How many cocktails can I have pre game? One? I was gonna say You're a you, zero guy. You can't, no, I was gonna say you can't go past two. You can have two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think I'm going to order one and nurse it, but encourage him, right? Drink, have another one. Have another one. Keep t- Tell me more about your team. All right. Um, I'm going to buy uh, the cocktails, and he is going to sell out 
his organization. Which, not really. Just kidding. Well, not really kidding. It's time for Buy or Sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Bill, let's start things off in the NFL, and let's talk about America's team. Now, back in May, Bill, oh, I went for it again. Back in May, Dallas special teams coach John Fossil said that the team would consider, quote, everyone on earth, end quote, for their kicking job. And it seems they did just that. The Cowboys have signed former USFL standout Brandon Aubrey, who has never kicked in an NFL game before. Aubrey spent two seasons in the USL, and before that, Bill, he was a soccer player, actually drafted in the MLS by Toronto FC, 21st overall, back in 2017. Aubrey will now compete with Tristan Viscaino for the starting job in Dallas. Viscaino himself has kicked in a whopping 10 NFL games. Buy or sell kicking being an issue for the Cowboys this season. I'm not sure what's longer, the odds of the Cowboys having a successful kicking game or that question. A lot I of context, will... my friend. A lot of context. <laughs> a lot of context. Buy... We're going to read in the segment, buy seller talk. Um, <laughs> let's, um, I, will... I like it when you ask me these like long, very impressive, detailed, excellent questions <laughs> where there's no other conclusion I can draw. Bill, the sun creates heat at this temperature, and half the day shines light upon the earth. Buy or sell, the sun is important. I've told you just... all this word salad to make myself sound smart, so you have to agree with me, right? It's not a word, it's not a word salad. It's a very well-constructed point about a MLS, the guy that failed an MLS who's going to be the... I will buy the kicking is going to be an issue for the Cowboys. Buy. Can you please, please stop calling them America's team? I'm sorry, I can't do it. They are America's team. They are the most popular and they generate the most revenue out of any sport, any team. Like, how are they not America's team? Buy or sell, you want insight into how my brain works in a weird way, based on the question. Sell, 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 sell. Sell. Okay, I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) So you said John Fossil, right? I did. I had dinner dinner with my brother late last night. He was in Vegas playing the the, the main event of the World Series of Poker. He and I once, when we were at college at Missouri together, enlisted in a, it wasn't called dinosaurs, but a class about dinosaurs, basically, because we thought it would be easy. <laughs> and we barely. It wasn't called dinosaurs. We got, we got crushed. Dinosaurs 101 <laughs> was not. We got crushed. I think it's the only D I ever got. Like, I, I mean, we just got destroyed in this class. And then it made me think of the time that I took another class. And I can't remember which one it was, but a guy was supposed to, like, sign my name on the piece of paper that I showed up every day because he was Reed Forgay's roommate, and he didn't do it. This is like a moral sort of, like, I apologize to the universe story. So I found out that I wasn't going to basically pass this class or graduate, even though I did fine on the test. So I went in to the professor and faked mono. Like, I have mono. And he (laughs) asked me to go get a, a written doctor's note. And I go, oh. I'm so tired. Do you want me to go back and get it? And he's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> That's what I thought of from John Fossil. And the whole the whole time you were talking, I'm just imagining a textbook that just says dinosaur size. <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. What is a Triosaurus Rex? That's not even a thing. You know what I'm trying to say. That class was paleontology. It was, that was a hard class, man. Yeah, but I... I was a pretty good student, too, but Dinosaurs 101 was pretty good. <laughs> 
get past that. The class wasn't called dinosaurs, but it was all about dinosaurs. But I thought it would be fun. It was not. It was, you know, the stratospheric rock of the Cretaceous era had grit on it, and therefore we know that there was, I don't know, not a lot of vegetation that year. I don't care. All right, but let's get back to the NFL I have here. a recurring nightmare, by the way. Just <laughs> related news. I have a recurring nightmare that I am late for a final I have to take for a class that I haven't shown up for for all year. I know for most people that's a recurring nightmare. That was my college. I didn't go to any of my classes my last two years. See, I was too much of a nervous wreck. Like, you could count on, on one hand the amount of, of classes that I skipped. I worked at the local newspaper. I played a ton of basketball. I drank all hours of the day. I read a ton of books, and I ran like seven miles a day. The only habit I have retained is the... It was great. (laughs) Quite the college experience. It was was great, man. It was was amazing. I was also so poor. All right, Bill, let's get back to the NFL. We're done done doing salad days? You (laughs) done with this? The Arizona... (laughs) Yeah, talk to me. Dinosaurs one-on-one. The Arizona Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins back in May, and Bill, he's still available. He's still a free agent. Hopkins has met with the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots, and reportedly, there's a third team with legitimate interest. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, quote, the Chiefs have kept in contact. They have certainly some interest, end quote. Now, Bill, a major issue for the Kansas City Chiefs is cap space. They have just over 400 grand currently in cap room. Buy or sell that on paper, the best landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins is Kansas City. Well, buy... Buy or sell that you remember that I actually said that several weeks ago. Buy. So you, I mean, I am a hundred. I'm a hundred percent in. Do you know that I travel with a miniature um, screwdriver? <laughs> I'm Never learning a lot of things about you. Miniature screwdriver. <laughs> there's a lot. There's you a took lot. Took a dinosaurs class. I faked mono. Faking mono. Was that? Is that like? I don't know if that was the right thing or the wrong thing. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I took all the tests. He just had a he had an attendance policy that I thought I had circumvented. Yeah, it's but crazy, the guy lied right? to me. Yeah, it's crazy. You gotta go to class to pass. That's wild. Here's the thing, though. This guy, I think his first name was Josh. If I remember his last name, I'd say it on the air. He was signing it for me, and then apparently one day, like I didn't show up, and I got like an A on a test, and he got a B plus, and he was mad because I never went to class and got a better grade, so he stopped. But I asked him every like every like three days. Are you put, put my name down? He's like, yeah, you're good. Good for so him. So he sabotaged me. I'm. What do you mean, good for good him? Good for him. I would do the same thing. If you got a better grade than me, good for him, bro. If I got a better grade, come on, man. <laughs> no, that was unfair. I don't know, man. Like he knew that was going to give me an F, and I think it was my it was my last semester. Oh man. But faking mono, it's a, it's a low. <laughs> I mean, it that's worked. a low. No, it worked. It did work. But the best part was like him insisting on me getting a, a doctor's note and me going like, "Okay, I'm so tired. I'll be back." And he's like, "Oh, it's. Are you really a mom?" I'm like, "Yes." You should have taken uh, taken an acting class while you were in school. <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> I should. Anyway, good person, Bill Ryder. Please continue. Tom. All right, Bill. But no, we're off. We're off the rails. Why are you doing so much jazz today? <laughs> Buccaneers quarterback Carlton Davis told our buddy Ty Dunn of GoLongTD.com, "Quote: Anybody who feels we've lost Tom and lost something is going to be in for a rude awakening. Tom was a great addition for us, but obviously it's a team sport. Obviously, you need components to be successful." 
we still have those components, end quote. Bill Baker Mayfield is thought to be QB1 in Tampa right now. By yourself, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finishing over 500 next season. Sell. Sell. Buy or sell. Carlton Davis believed a single word he told our friend Ty Dunn on that subject. Sell. Yeah, he doesn't believe it. They don't really have a, a quarterback. They don't really have a running back. They have. They are super skilled at wide receiver. They just don't really have anybody to get them the ball. Rude awakening is such a great a great term. Let me give you a quick story about rude awakening. Are you ready for this? Don't worry. Nobody's in a rush. Uh, rude awakening. My buddy Jeff Mills, who's an attorney now in Dallas, we were college buddies, and he lived across the hall, and he used to get up at 4 in the morning, ironically, to do radio. So I would sneak into his room at 2 o'clock and just obnoxiously wake him up because I thought it was funny. Literally a rude awakening. You're a good person. You are <laughs> he was my a best good friend. dude. He was my he was my best friend, bro. That's what guys do. It's the well, what's the love language? Tar- sarcasm and teasing, man. Love language number six. Two AM and he had to be up at four AM? Oh yeah, and he he was he would like be like he'd be like, What what? I'd be like, dude, dude, dude because he was like a weird sleeper. I was like, yeah, I'm like, well, dude, dude, he's like, What's up, Mike? What's up, bro? And he would get really mad. He also wouldn't lock his door, like lock your dorm door. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did you get in? He just didn't lock his door. All right, Bill, let's get back to the NFL here. (laughs) Former NFL running back Corey Dillon, who spent the first seven years of his career with the Bengals, is unhappy with the process of getting elected into Cincinnati's ring of honor. Now, Dillon told The Athletic that he thought it was, quote, garbage that season ticket holders and suite holders were able to vote on it. Dillon feels that the front office should be in charge of the election. Quote, this ain't a popularity contest. This is football. You're going to put somebody in who's more popular than somebody who's got the stats? End quote. Now, Dylan finished with 45 career touchdowns and over 8,000 rushing yards during his time in Cincinnati. Buy or sell Corey Dillon is overreacting to the Bengals' ring of honor process. Sell. I, I mean, like, I actually kind of like... Look, I think the reaction people have had to this... And the criticism of him is predicated on the sort of quiet notion that rings of honor don't really matter and why are you making a big deal of it. But if we're gonna fall if we're gonna buy into the idea that it matters who's in a ring of honor for some for some team, then you have to take the selection standard seriously. Either it's a joke or it's an actual honor. And if it's actually a ring of honor that is important and matters, you're gonna let rich people who spend more money on tickets be the people who decide who go in. That is obnoxiously stupid. I mean, I've been around a bunch of people who own suites. I would not necessarily describe them as the world's most adept football fans, the most knowledgeable football fans. I don't, bl- I don't blame him, man. What is going on with these rings of honors and Hall of Fame? We had what's his name who refused to go in David for the Cardinals. Freeze. Yeah, David Freeze of the yeah. Cardinals, who was voted in by the fans. That's how their right. you know right. Hall of Fame right. worked, and he said thanks, but no thanks. But all the fans. Yes, yes, all the fans. Not the rich fans. Correct. I mean, dude, like, look, man, make your money, but. Most of those suites are, are like corporately owned, right? It's it's. Hey, John, we don't. Do you want to go to the game today? Because none of the big bosses want to go. Sure, I'll take my girlfriend, who doesn't know anything about the sport, neither do I. Because we're just like. I mean, they're not the real fans who have season tickets. Usually, not always, can't afford the suites. All right, Bill. Let's get to some hoops here. The Atlanta Hawks and Dejounte Murray have agreed to terms on a four-year extension that could be worth up to as much as 120 million. 
Murray opted to bypass free agency next summer to stay with the Hawks. Now, the 26-year-old Murray averaged over 20 points and 6 assists per game last season. Now, you'll remember, Bill, this offseason, the Hawks already traded John Collins to Utah, but the trade rumors on the Trey Young front have quieted down this summer. Buy or sell that extending DeJounte Murray impacts what the Hawks will do in the future with Trey Young. It's hard to get a sense of that organization, in part because they're very mad at me for something I wrote accurately in February or March. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. does make me laugh, though. Um, look, I'll buy that there's some leverage now. Buy! And I've said all along that Quinn Snyder was going to evaluate Trey Young. And, dude, Trey Young's talented, and there's some issues there. There's, there have been some issues of leadership and connection with that locker room. So I think it's certainly a possibility. All right, let's get to some baseball here. The Atlanta Braves and the Cincinnati Reds are the two hottest teams in the sport. Atlanta has won 18 of their last 20, while Cincinnati has won 16 of their last 20. Buy or sell, build that for the remainder of the season, your expectations for the Reds are as high as they are for the Atlanta Braves. Sell. Sell. I think the Braves are probably the best team in baseball, question mark. Certainly the best team in the National League. It feels like you're fighting yourself I, a little on that one. Well, I just, am I really, am I really supposed to believe in Cincinnati? I mean, I, look, I, maybe Ellie I'm, De La Cruz has taken the league by storm, but even with winning 16 of their last 20, they still have a minus run differential. Like, it, they, yeah. they've been all I'm about you, this man. winning streak here. They are first in the in the NL Central, but I don't know if they can sustain this. The NL Central is extraordinarily weak. It is a rare down season, literally, historically, for the Cardinals. The Cubs are still the Cubs. The Brewers have been lackluster. I, I No, I, I think the Braves at least over the sample size of a regular season, another team to beat. And probably the team to beat in the National League come the playoffs, too. All right, Bill, let's squeeze in one last one here. Former Little League World Series star back in 2014, Monet Davis. Well, she went on to play college softball at Hampton University. She's now 22 years old, and she's an intern now for the Dodgers, working with their video production team. Davis told the LA Times, quote, Hopefully I can work my way up to a front office position, maybe a GM. We'll see where it takes me, end quote. Bill, buy or sell that Monet Davis has one of the coolest sports journeys ever. Okay, so she's got a long ways to go to, go to work her way up. Video assistant's a great job. Video production team, excuse me, but it's that's a grind. But I'll buy that she is on one of the most interesting journeys, and I hope it continues. Bye. I have a couple buyer sells for you, Tom. Oh, boy. Diesel CBS. You should nominate sports writer, that's me, for bum of the week for not going to classes for two years and still getting a diploma. Bye. Well, first of all, I didn't go to classes for three years. Let's get that correction in there. <laughs> yep, yep. But I did go my first year, and then I realized I didn't need to. Second of all, I was good at studying. The end. Um, Dinkle, that's his name, tweets at sports writer. <laughs> you looked horrified. My roommate consistently got out of classes and homework by lying about attending his grandfather's funeral. Hashtag lower than mono. I mean, that's not okay, right? Like, that's, that's a different. Not cool. Like, that's that's the dude who threw rocks at the geese the other day. Like, that's not. Yeah, cool. that's right. That's not cool. You can't lie about your granddad dying or not. Come I mean, on, faking mono is not that much better. 
but that's not cool. I think my I think mine was much better. <laughs> it's also one time. It was like an emergency. Oh, it was an you didn't say it was an emergency. <laughs> I mean, I needed to graduate from college, man. Been awkward. I would not have the stones, quote unquote, to do that. Even if I, I well, if I came up with that idea in my head, like there's no I way, an, no way I would even attempt to execute it. I had an I had an A in the class. I did the homework. I showed up for my test on time. I passed the test. I did well. What is this op- silly obligatory attendance requirement? You have to go to class. That's I how college class. works. I don't like kids to listen to this. Not, not, actually, it's not, Tom. I can't remember my GPA when I graduated. Who cares? It's dumb. But it was good. I graduated with honors. Yeah. I honored my experience <laughs> in college by having a lot of fun while also graduating. Touche. All right. Uh, all right. So you're going to nominate me for Bum of the Week. That'll be fun. But we've got a robust crew of bums who have a chance to take this honor. Bum of the Week is coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show, Writer Than You, here on CBS Sports Radio, along with the executive producer himself, Pretty Daddy. You have to admit that name is stuck. That is kind of the name that, that gets put out there on on the, the Twitter, on the Sports Writer, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. And not only has it stuck, I'm getting it more and more often now. Like, it's, it's I mean, you came up with that like over a year ago now. Pretty Daddy, sometimes things... Speak to something of utter truth. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, I'm pretty daddy. Apparently, that's my truth. Have you told your wife this is your name? No, I haven't told anyone outside of this building that people call me pretty daddy. No. Okay, we need to get Mrs. Diesel on on, on, on the show. Let's schedule her for next week. But in the meantime, let's do a little bum of the week action. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum! I'm a bum. They're a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. We got a lot of nominees here, pal. You ready for this? A lot of nominees on a short week. Go ahead and nominate me. You get you get it over. You get it over. I'm not nominating myself for this. this is garbage. Uh, I am nominating you for not attending three years of college. Basically, no. I attended some of the classes. I wasn't a consistent. And if the class was good, I would go. Although often I would sit back there and read a book. 
Okay, I didn't really go to classes last year. That's what I'm saying. That's why you're nominated. You basically went to one year of college. No, I did all the reading at the coffee shop or, the, let's be honest, the bar. That's like, not I did what the work. college is. You don't yeah, get to go is. to the coffee shop. I did go to the, yeah. I wasn't really coffee. I mean, I, I couldn't afford the coffee. I was so poor in college. Also, then I realized buying all the books was stupid. So it was a racket. I'm sure that I, I'm dinosaur like, book was pretty expensive, too. Oh, Dinosaurs 101 just <laughs> kicked my ass. <laughs> kicked my I'll have to text my brother. I might have gotten a D-plus in that class. I actually went to that class, <laughs> most largely. Didn't help. You know what went extinct? My self-confidence in Dinosaurs 101. <laughs> Josh Allen's nominated for saying that the media is the problem with the Stefan Diggs drama. Cool, bro. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to do it again. What an idiot. What an idiotic thing to say. Uh, Draymond Green, who I like, is nominated for saying Chris Paul will help young players. We see in people what we want to see, not what's actually there. Uh, look, I, I don't, I'm, I'm nominating Joey Chestnut for being gross and winning hot dog eating contests. It is disgusting. I hate it. Tommy, you're nominated for not liking to grill, which seems a little counterintuitive. I'm going to nominate a guy for not grilling and a guy for eating all the stuff off the grill, <laughs> but whatever. That's where we are. Uh, I think Dwight Howard should be nominated for, for saying his prime was better than Jokic's. Does anyone deserve a nomination here in the Britney Spears Web and Yama thing? I don't know that I know enough. Yeah, I, I I feel like no matter which side we pick here, like I feel like the video is gonna come out sooner or later, and we could have egg on our face if we say that Britney should be nominated or or that the you know head of security should be nominated. So maybe we stay away from this one. Man. Okay. I, I want to nominate you as well for not coming back with Oops, I Did It Again, the 20. What happened there? Uh, oops. These aren't requests, bro. <laughs> oops, Tom did it again. He forgot the song. Man, sh- the music was great, but the music was also not great. Can we agree on it? It was very Pretty catchy. Sp- very catchy. The gone in 60 seconds of music. <laughs> I don't want to admit how much I like it, but, I, but I'm, I'm a fan. Man, Angelina Jolie looked weird in that movie, though, right? Can we agree that was a weird so look? So strange. So weird. But, I mean, still a fan of her acting, and it was, you know, but but a different kind of what? Different kind of different kind of vibe. I'm not I'm not winning this. I I, I celebrate what I did in college. Uh, not going to be you. You know what? Stefan Diggs is critical to what the Buffalo Bills do. His head coach is the one who let the cat out of the bag and publicly basically shamed him. Josh Allen then later shared that it was some kind of like serious disagreement. It's obviously an issue. And Josh Allen's response, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, the supposed leader of the team, the guy that's supposed to be the face of the franchise, his approach to this drama is media did it. That is dumb. It is facile. It is obnoxious. It is unfair. And it is extraordinarily weak sauce. Josh Allen learned to win some playoff games. Stop blaming the media for your own problems internally. You are the bum of the week, bro. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. Oh, my buddy. I wrote my buddy Jeff Mills, who I used to wake up all the time, right? That I that I mentioned him on the air. And he wants me to tell the Ducey Quat story. So here's a very short version. I won a pretty good ch- I won like $4,000 last time I was here. I won a, I won a poker tournament over at the win, Tom. And there was an obnoxious guy who skipped his flight out and was just being obnoxious the whole time. Are you a poker player? Long story short, I got all my money in. 
he he did what's called outflop me. You know what that means? Like I had ace king, he had ace jack, he flopped the jack, so I'm gonna lose all my money. This was for thousands of dollars, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what you get." And then when the king came on the turn to put me back ahead, I jumped from my chair and screamed while doing like Tiger Woods fist bumps. Celebrate <laughs> too soon. You celebrated too soon. Celebrate too soon. Um, so now, whenever I'm excited, my brother and my friend Jeff, who were there watching, will yell, celebrate too soon. And I crippled that guy, and he was then out of the tournament and had missed his flight. And it brings me great joy. Because he was obnoxious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice I didn't, hey, guy. I wasn't the one who got all like, yeah, take that. It was like, a, I got a yeah, take that or something like that. Like, I'm just sitting here being quiet playing poker. Celebrate too So celebrate too soon, Tom. You know what? Maybe maybe you bring this out in people. I don't know how. <laughs> really? I don't know why. But, like, you know, this stuff just follows you around. It's sooner or later. I got to say that it's you. No, it's not me. I mean, like, if you play poker, there's always just obnoxious people. And normally when they're obnoxious to you and you beat them, most people just silently rake in the chips. I, I got up and was fist, yeah, and then just the celebrate too soon came out because he had celebrated too soon. I was just pointing out in the moment that guy could be bum of the year. That dude skipped his flight. Like, dude, go home. All right. We have very different approaches to life in general, don't we? Very different. Real quickly, under over 12 minutes played for Webb and Yama tonight. Ooh, that's a good number. Under. I think it's 11 minutes. Should I try to write this story really quick, you think, once he's done? I gotta write a story for CBSports.com. What do you think? What you got for me? Uh, no, take your time yeah. with this bad boy. Take my time. All right, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We're not psychics, but we'll see you here Monday on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 